Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If anybody hasn't figured it out yet, I am a LinkedIn junkie. I love LinkedIn and I believe that LinkedIn is a platform that every person should be on. One, because every person on that platform is a consumer. And two, it is the the number one business platform with the highest reputation score than all other social media platforms. We need to talk about some. Somebody has to make conversation. Hey, everybody. It's Bob Ost. It's our Friday True Community Gathering. We've been doing these virtual Friday community gatherings now for it's all we're going to we're going to have our second year anniversary in April. So this is actually the 98th, I think the 98th consecutive week that we're doing this. It started off as a refuge for people, a haven for people that were feeling isolated during COVID and not sure how to navigate what we were all going through. So we all came together every Friday at five o'clock. It was originally 4.30, now it's at five o'clock. And uh, talked about art, talked about creativity, talked about how to deal with a pandemic, how to deal with shutdown, how to how to be isolated. It's, it's, it's ironic. I mean, playwrights, writers, we, we are isolated anyway. When we write, we're always alone. But suddenly having to be alone made a big difference for so many of us. <laughs> Pre-COVID, we would have just sat down at the computer and written a play. Once, once we had to be in shutdown, it was like, oh my God, what do I do? But we've all gone through it. We've gone through our lessons. We have ongoing lessons in life. It's, that's why we're here. And certainly we've got some tough ones right now with the world situation being what it is. I do want to say a little prayer and ask everybody to say a little prayer for everybody in the Ukraine. A prayer to soften the heart of people that are acting like oppressors, whether they feel they are oppressors or not, they are acting like oppressors to the to in terms of how the many of us see it so let's soften hearts and let's make make this world a little bit more loving again so our conversations on fridays have i mean they they were they were about anything that i could come up with just to keep everybody engaged every friday consecutive fridays it's like almost at a hundred the hundredth at this point but a lot of it had to do with creating during a pandemic, creating art, coping with being alone, and also moving into virtual theater. We all made this pivot, this move into virtual, because for whatever, you know, what it's worth, it was what we had at our at our disposal. We were able to do things and connect and be artistic on, on, on virtual. So here we are 
two years later, and we're entering a live world again, and we're having conversations that have to do with live performance and, and other things as well. But one conversation that, that stays the same throughout and it hasn't really changed, or maybe it has changed, but it's still a conversation that you have to have. How to get yourself out there? How do you get? How to be recognized and 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 acknowledged and and seen? And one of the th things that we use for that is social media. I have a guest today who is an expert in in marketing and social media. I'm not sure whether we're going to stick to just social media. Benita's going to let me know. We may we may broaden the conversation beyond that, but. Here she is, everybody. I want you to meet Benita Samuels. Hi, Benita. Welcome to True. How are you? I'm excited. I'm so impressed with how many people have shown up. And, you know, Bob, I had shared with you some topics that I generally talk about, but you had said to me, you know, you really were hoping that we could cover more of general social media. So I'm going to start out with some basic general social media stuff, and then I'm going to hop into, you know, what my favorite social media platform is and share why it's, in my opinion, the most important platform that everybody on this call, Zoom, should be on. And I was going to actually say, that was one of, one of my first questions to you, but I'm going to let, you, I'm not going to let you, you speak. But I did want to have you make distinctions between the different social, social media platforms so that people are, understand why you use some things for one thing and some things for another thing and why LinkedIn is such a strong choice for business, for business, and we are artists, but we are also businesses. We are right. yeah. we are the CEOs of our own one-person business. So take it away. So I don't talk about marketing per se. I talk about visibility, and that's really what we're going to talk about with social media today. I, I do want to say this is an interactive conversation. If you have any comments, you can drop them in the chat. I should be able to see it. But if not, we will definitely have time at the end. And I will also give you an opportunity where you can connect with me separately, where I'm happy to have a conversation with you about your specific circumstances. But today we're going to talk about visibility on social media. And I'm going to give you one simple step that you can do on whatever platform you choose as your priority platform to increase your visibility and grow your reputation. We don't have time for me to cover everything. So I'm going to do a little bit of top level here. And I thought these were some interesting things. I did a little research knowing who the audience is going to be to try to make this relatable to you. So if I've missed any of you in what you specifically do in this world of theater, please forgive me. I just wanted to try to make sure I was relevant. So what if I told you a screenwriter sold their first screenplay through a rant and tweet exchange over Twitter? True story. Anybody ever hear of this? How I Met Your Mother? Oh, it yeah. came to be initially as a film and moved into television, but it was born out of a rant on Twitter. I like rants on social media because everybody has an opinion and you're going to get somebody to agree and somebody to disagree with you. The other thing is, I thought this was a really interesting quote from Jason Newman from Untitled Entertainment, who said, if he had two actors up for the same role, and it's between actor A and B, and B has 2 million follow followers versus A with 20 million, to them, it, it, to him, it was a no-brainer. If they could get 2% of their social media followers to buy, he'd hire that person. Social media is critical in 
every business, branding yourself and branding your company. So before I jump in really quickly here, I thought I would share a little bit about me. So my background started in working on big brands, many of them which you know, and I spent the first 30 plus years of my career working on big brands. I found myself after these 30 years in a situation where I wasn't in the most ideal working situation and I made the decision to leave that job. I'm a professional, so what did I do? I set up my office, I booked a few little project gigs before I left the corporate world, and I even shared it with the world out on social media. You can see this is just about five years ago, and I'm still doing business in the same office. So, you know, I did, I was going right along, everything was working, and all of a sudden something happened. My client called me and through no fault of my own, they canceled my contract. So I did what every good entrepreneur would do. The first thing I do, did was not call my brother, which maybe was should have been the right choice, but I called another entrepreneur friend and shared my story with all the embellishments. You know them. How could they? They need me. What am I going to do? Her response? Maybe you should reevaluate. Maybe you are not cut out to be an entrepreneur. I was crestfallen. Like, how could she say that? So I went right to my greatest critic, who maybe wasn't always my, my greatest supporter at the time, but always in spirit, my husband. And he said, oh, honey, you got this. You know what you're doing. So I sat down and decided to take a big leap. And I wrote my first LinkedIn article and I posted it and something happened. People started engaging and I started posting more. Now, I should tell you, I didn't tell anybody that I had done this, especially my husband, because he is a writer, a writer by profession. And I didn't want him to give me any feedback because, you know, I was putting myself out there. It was pretty scary. What I did is I kept doing more and more posts. And what happened is I came up with a methodology that I found really worked, got people to engage, got people to want to talk with me. And in the end, what happened was I discovered that it really only takes 15 minutes a day to use social media smartly. Can, can, I, can I ask you something? Sure. You, you started off with something that I'm not familiar with. I wasn't familiar with writing an article for LinkedIn. So can you explain that? How does that differ from a post? So a post is about 500 words. An article, you can do a longer length. So an article on LinkedIn is basically the same concept of a blog, but it lives on your business page and it doesn't disappear. It stays there forever. And it's longer form, so you can use it to drive more traffic to tell a longer story. So you do articles primarily on your business page, and you do posts on your personal page. So I just want you to know, I may not be the only one in the room who had no idea that you could write an article on LinkedIn. I mean, I've been yes, using LinkedIn and- somewhat for uh, casually for about 10 years now. So this is completely new. Well, I'll talk a little bit more about LinkedIn as we get get into this, but please keep asking the questions because, you know, 
for those of us in our industries, you can talk about things and you know you know it, but you don't always know what your audience doesn't doesn't know. So, because if you were talking to me about stage setting or something, I would have to raise my hand and say, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, so. I just want to tell you that you made a very a very big statement, which is that you you started your entire career on LinkedIn by posting an article, a tactic I didn't even know existed. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for asking the question. And in that posting where I talked about people engaging, it demonstrates the fact that social media is a great one-on-one -on -one connection tool. It's, it's one of those things where you're building your relationships. Social media is not a mass strategy. It is a one-on-one -on -one strategy. So you often hear about people posting the same thing on all your platforms and doing it on automation. The reality is, is doing that doesn't build the relationship. And we know that people don't do businesses with people. They do, people don't do businesses with business. They do businesses with people. People work with people. And I'm gonna talk about that more later. We, we, already, we, already, have a we already have a question for a clarification. Okay. Um, Eric Sirota wants to know what it means to have a business page on LinkedIn as opposed to a personal page. So are you familiar with a Facebook business page? Okay. Well, I, I am. I, I'm not okay. sure whether so a business page on any of the social platforms, and they don't all have them, but most of them do, is a page that is dedicated to your business versus a page that is dedicated to you. So on Facebook, you can have your Facebook page and you're posting all sorts of things about what's going on in your life. But you might have a business page where you are posting things that are specifically and totally focused on the business. That exists in LinkedIn as well. Yes, they are connected to your account. And I always recommend on LinkedIn and Facebook, you should have a business page in addition to your personal page. They're low level commitment, but high value presence. So, so Benita, I've actually done this, I've, uh, but I did it so long ago. I'm not sure I remember how it, how I did it. So it, I had my own LinkedIn page as, as my personal page. I now have two business pages for Theater Resources Unlimited. Didn't mean to, but it happened that way. Is there a, is there a drop down menu or there, is there something in your, within your, your personal page that will let you go say, open a business. I'd like to start a business page or something. Yes. Up in the right-hand corner, there's a little circle and an arrow that points down. If you click on that, you can go and it will allow you to set up a business page. And in your case, Bob, where you have two business pages, you can go into your settings and merge those pages into one. Bless and, you. <laughs> and I'm happy to show you how to do that. Easy peasy. It will take you moments. Okay. You're on. Perfect. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So one of the other facts that I learned during my, my exploration of how to leverage social media to grow your visibility is that social media 
is about engagement. That's the number one thing. And we're gonna talk about that a bit today. And number two is about content. And with all of the writers on this, this group, this is a really valuable thing to know. Donald's asking, is there a cost to these business pages and you can and can you take advertising for your for your business page? There is no cost to set up a business page on any of these platforms. You cannot do, you can't charge people to advertise on your page. It's not like putting a banner up on your website. You can pay for social media advertising, but that doesn't live on your business page. Does that help? I think that's clear. If, if not, Donald will let us know. Okay, perfect. So let's get into some of the nuts and bolts here, okay? We're going to talk about how to leverage social media to increase your personal brand visibility and your business opportunities, okay? So we all know the, the statement of the trifecta of like, trust, no like and trust. And the reality is, is that that is how you build relationships. Catherine, I will say yes, and I'll talk about that in a moment. I think you'll be surprised as we move forward there. So Catherine is asking whether there's a real climate on LinkedIn for artists. As I, as I just said, I, I believe there is, and I'm going to show you as we go through here, okay? Social media is about that no like and trust factor. Today, what we're going to talk about is how you're going to discover why social media can't be overlooked. All social media engagement is not created equal. This one is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, so we'll spend a little time on that. Why LinkedIn is the most important platform for your social media portfolio. And this is where it's going to come into your your question that you just asked, Catherine, because we're going to tell you why. Okay? Gloria, no, it is not necessary to pay for premium. And I will, I can talk about that later. The other thing that we're going to talk about today is how to start increasing your visibility immediately, regardless of what platform you're on. Okay? So let's talk social media. We're going to talk about Facebook. Facebook is personal, not business. The majority of people on Facebook are your friends. People talking socially with some business on the business pages, although they have been decreasing. The second platform we're going to talk about briefly is Twitter. Twitter is an active and reactive platform and should be used, but really wisely. And the last one, which I've explained to everyone, is my most favorite platform, LinkedIn. It's rich with resources for networking and opportunity. Many of you probably think of LinkedIn from 2000, early 2000s, which by the way, LinkedIn launched before Facebook, you might not realize that. But when LinkedIn launched, most people talked about using it to put your resume up and look, using it to look for jobs. LinkedIn is much more than that today. Tracy, I can talk a little bit about Instagram. I will tell you that Instagram is not my core area of expertise. And I'm sure it has great value in the theater world because it's a visual platform. But when it comes to creating those conversations, these three platforms are the place that I would spend most of your time. So I said before, people do business with people, not businesses. And this is really important because we want people to talk to us. And social media is what I call, what I refer to as word of mouth marketing on steroids. 
you know, you can talk to one person when you're sitting at a coffee shop or on the telephone, and you can talk to hundreds or thousands in social media. And we all know that the minute somebody puts a review up or makes a comment and somebody else comments on it, it just spreads. So it really is elevating that experience of creating word of mouth. Rohana, do you consider things like YouTube, TikTok, et cetera, social media valuable for performing arts? I would say that YouTube would be a very valuable platform. YouTube is the second largest search engine. However, I would not leave it as a standalone. I would use it as a platform to drive people to and to distribute content from. So sharing on other platforms. TikTok is growing. I will tell you that TikTok is not a place where I've spent much time. Now we could get my 17-year-old daughter here and she could probably tell you. But I would, I would assume that as performers, since TikTok is a short, short, short video performance, it's probably great, has great value. Let me just let me just say it depends. It depends on what we're trying to achieve with the use of social media, TikTok and YouTube and, and all of these performance platforms really are helping to drive your brand and drive your image and get followers. That goes back to that that guy who said he was going to hire the the actor who had twenty million followers versus the one who had two million. So basically, these are these are ways of increasing your visibility, literally increasing your visibility. I think when you're talking about increasing your visibility, it's it's sort of real and also a, a more of an abstract concept. It's just aware of people's being aware of you in your business. Well, we know social media is a, is, has a false sense of reality. I always tell the story about my my daughter and my husband a few years ago, and I, I, my older my older child told me that this was kind of unkind to my youngest. It's not meant to be, but they were having a, a heated discussion about Kim Kardashian. Now uh. you can like Kim or you can't. You cannot dispute that she is a brilliant businesswoman, but. My daughter was going on and on about how they were arguing about, you know, my husband said something and my daughter saying Kim this and Kim that and Kim knows this and this and this. And the reality is, is that my daughter and Kim Kardashian do not know each other. They do not have a relationship. But my daughter feels like they have a relationship because she is in tune with what she's posting on social media. And Kim responds to her followers. And so there is this false sense of relationship. And that's where the visibility is so important. It's creating this community where they feel like they know you, that know, like, and trust. And so that they are comfortable reaching out to you or comfortable responding to you because they see you in their feed if you reach out to them. Does that make sense? Well, it makes, it makes perfect sense. I mean, basically... When we're talking to a, an artist, a, a writer, a playwright, a director, anybody who has their own business and they're trying to build their business, we don't necessarily all have the goal of becoming media stars. We just we just want to get, want people to know we're there, and we want to be able to do business and and increase our business. I don't think. I mean, I'm sure many of us may have a dream of winning a Tony Award, and many of us may have a dream of getting 20 million followers on TikTok. We also have goals that are probably more attainable, all of us. Yes, yeah. But you also wouldn't go to, into a room of potential connections and stand in the corner and not say hello. That's what social media is. If you're on social media and you're not out there 
at least being present, it's like standing in the corner. Nobody's going to recognize that you're standing in the corner. Lurk, lurking, I think they call it. Yes, yes. <laughs> lurking. I'm a lurker. Yeah. So we all know about Facebook. I suspect most everybody here is probably on Facebook. It is still the largest consumer-driven platform with roughly 2.91 billion monthly users. That number always just shocks me because it keeps going up. However, it's less a platform to connect with industry leaders than with social connections. I'm going to say it again. It's less a platform to connect with industry leaders than with your social connections. The industry leaders are not actively managing their pages on Facebook, and they are not connecting with people. There are so many stories about messaging on Facebook to industry leaders, and it ultimately backfires. So Facebook is good if you want to share what's happening with your play or if you're appearing in something with your community to drive awareness with the consumer population. It is not the platform where you're going to have great engagement with those that are decision makers to help grow your business. Does it make sense? Okay, moving on to Twitter. Twitter, you probably all know, consistent, is consistently used by actors, directors, writers, producers, and even some agents. It's used by our government officials now, as we all know. The thing about it is your tweets, replies, retweets, mentions, eat hashtags. Those are what's driving the interaction with your industry leaders and your target. So you really need to understand how to use those hashtags and those links, because that's what's going to get the traffic if you're using Twitter. So we all, we all are relatively familiar with hashtags. I mean, is there anybody who hasn't seen the commercial uh, um, for Allstate, I think it is, with, with Mayhem? He's got a new commercial out there that he's talking about on the latest hashtag and he's doing all of his things. Well, he's a hashtag that somebody's following. If you're using hashtags that people aren't following, you're wasting your time. So think about that. And there are ways to find hashtags. There is an extension for Chrome, for LinkedIn to find the most active hashtags because people follow hashtags for things they're interested in. So think about how you use those. Bob, you look like you have a question. I do. I was going to say, when I when I use hashtags, what, what normally comes up is a drop-down menu that says how many how many people have looked at that hashtag. So you, you get yes. like 1,000 or you get 26,000 or you get 100,000. So I tend to go with the ones that have the higher higher following rate because I think what you're, what you're saying, I mean, some of us try to get creative with hashtags and, and like we're the only one with that hashtag, so it's not going to do well, us any good. Right. I always say... I don't recommend anybody use the hashtag Benita Samuels because you're talking to nobody because nobody's following that hashtag and I'm not trying to grow that hashtag. But if you have a hashtag that 100,000 people are following, that gives you a higher propensity to get into their feed to see so they see your content. Things to understand, hashtags on Facebook are of no value. They don't use them in their, they don't truly use them in their algorithms. They're a throwaway. Hashtags on 
Instagram, that's how they grew their platform was about getting people to follow you and use hashtags. You can use up to 36 hashtags on Instagram. 12 or 13 are the, is really the sweet spot. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, when they started shifting their platform focus in 2017 to be about content and networking, they put a stake in the ground and actually really made a big statement about them just this past year that three to five hashtags on LinkedIn, that's it. You go beyond that, you de it diminishes your reach and quality hashtags. And in fact, for those of you who use LinkedIn and have noticed something called creator mode, if you put on your creator mode and identify five key hashtags, when you use those hashtags in your posts, it will get further reach and goes outside of your community. So hashtags are an undervalued tool that have great value in creating reach for your content and your presence on the different platforms. Not Facebook, Twitter, yes. Instagram, yes. LinkedIn, yes. Okay. Good. Okay. I, I actually and, didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know the, the hashtags were a throwaway on Facebook. I've been using them for years. Well, you know, when they they tried to to use them, but they really just didn't get a solid. They couldn't figure out the value proposition in them in that platform, and so they basically decided that they weren't going to focus energy on them. And generally speaking, most people still use them because it's become a learned action, you know, repetition breeds retention. And so they just do it. But how many times do you see hashtags on Facebook that says going to dinner with friends or great, great time with friends, or, you know, they're, they're generally vanity tags. Interesting. Uh, good piece of information. Thank you. So LinkedIn now, if anybody hasn't figured it out yet, I am a LinkedIn junkie. I love LinkedIn. And I believe that LinkedIn is a platform that every person should be on. One, because every person on that platform is a consumer. And two, it is the, the number one business platform with the highest reputation score than all other social media platforms. I'm hard pressed to ask any of you how, how many of you have heard breaches and issues with LinkedIn. It happens. It doesn't happen often. And it's managed very quickly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can I just bring up something? Because a lot of people are probably thinking about this. In general, what we hear, what we hear out here is that LinkedIn is an older platform and that it's not a place where you're going to find young people. We're always told, we are told repeatedly that if we want to get a young audience, we have to go to Instagram. We, we might be able to get a smattering from Twitter. And, and when you talk to, to the younger, younger people about it, I, I, I get the same information. So we need to dispel the myth here today. November 2021, millennials overtook every other population on LinkedIn. Nobody told me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Yes, they are now the most active generation on LinkedIn and have the largest population on LinkedIn. So I beg to do Well, I have to, I have to admit, <laughs> you're going to hate me. We, we just did our benefit. And in terms of social media, I was doing doing Facebook and my, my assistant Connor was doing Twitter and Instagram and we did nothing nothing on LinkedIn, except my husband posted on LinkedIn, LinkedIn for us. You know, everybody has a learning curve. And I always tell people, you know, you need to find one or two platforms and do it well. And then you can expand. I will also tell you that LinkedIn is the first place people go to check you out. It's not your website. It's not Facebook. And I dug to find this. It's not even your IMBD. They go to LinkedIn first to check you out. And then from there, they move on. And I want to thank RK. RK Green is telling me that he he posted on LinkedIn for the benefits. So thanks. Thanks, RK. Thank you, RK. <laughs> LinkedIn is a business-focused social platform. And therefore, you're not invading someone's personal space when you connect and engage with them. So why wouldn't you be using LinkedIn? Are you not all looking to grow your businesses? Well, let me let me put a, a let me get into into the weeds a little bit with you. My my feeling was for the, for a, for a benefit or for an entertainment performance of some sort, like a show. A lot of us are not aware of LinkedIn being a welcoming platform for a show or a a, a piece of entertainment or a, or a benefit. We may all be wrong, so you you need to let us know that. But just know that that some of us do have the assumption that when we're talking about a business, we're we're talking about my company as a business, myself as a as a freelance writer in, in advertising, all of that. But we we don't necessarily make the transition into thinking of it in terms of the arts. So convince no, us. I'm I'm in a I'm in a group with a woman who is a painter and she uses LinkedIn all the time. It's so fascinating. The thing about LinkedIn is it's not a one and done. If you are coming in and just posting about your show that's running, you're not going to get the same kind of exposure, engagement, reach than if you during the nine months up to when the play is going live. If you're not like sharing things that are going on, getting people vested in what you're doing, people, the, when LinkedIn changed in 2017, it moved from away from this idea of a place to find a job and moved into content distribution and networking. Somebody I saw in the chat had said, we hear LinkedIn is B2B, Facebook is consumer and, Twitter is idiot to idiot, I think I said. Yes, exactly. The thing of it is, is, yes, LinkedIn is B2B, except every single person on that platform is a consumer. You can't lose sight that everybody you're talking to is a consumer. And everybody you're talking to on there has interests outside of their core category of business. And so why wouldn't you share your business and your process and what's going on in your world with other professionals. And oh, by the way, with the highest disposable income on any social media platform. You're, you're, making, you're making a great case for it. I just, I'm just letting you know that, 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 that there, is, there is information that, that, you have, that you have to work to dispel. I'm sure I'm not the only one in the room who, who, who has heard these things. I mean, Ralph's 
it's the same thing, a business to business for LinkedIn, per, a person to person or a consumer for Facebook. <laughs> I hadn't heard eye to eye for, for, for Twitter, admittedly, but this is good. This is very useful yeah. and it's very, it's very positive for, for a lot of us to learn that we need yeah. to look at LinkedIn in, in a different way. Let me let me say to you, you know, Bob, if you were posting, you know, for the month, a couple times a week, and you're talking about a new workshop that you're doing and some of the development stuff, there are going to be people who who, you know, you might have a closeted playwright who's working at, you know, Dell computers who might be interested in your organization. How would you ever reach them? You wouldn't know they exist. But by putting that content out there, you spark their interest. So, I, you know, again, I'm very passionate about LinkedIn because I believe you're, you know, that everybody on LinkedIn has interest beyond their business and you never know what their interests are and they're all consumers. How do you find, how do you find their interests? How do you find out whether somebody has an interest in, in the arts? Or in theater specifically? Well, I mean, I I can tell you there are different things that you can do to find them. But generally speaking, the greatest way to find out is by posting content and seeing who is reacting to it and looking at other people in your industry and seeing what they're posting and who's reacting to it. I, I do one-on-one -on -one training and I have a, a group course that I do on LinkedIn. And we go through the whole process of understanding how to engage with people in other people's feeds to get them interested in what you're talking about. How to look at somebody else's feed to find hashtags that are valuable to your audience. So, you know, clearly I, I, I don't have a depth of, of knowledge of who maybe a, a, an amazing playwright is or a play that they may have done. But if, they, if they're on LinkedIn and you look at the stuff they're putting out, you're going to be able to see others who are interested in that same type of content. And that's really kind of the, the, the secret to using LinkedIn strategically. And yes, Tracy, there are groups on LinkedIn and you can participate in those groups. You really, the, 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 the foundation of LinkedIn is sharing content and engaging with content. And that's where I talked about the first, the two most important things in social media, and that is true on every platform. But this isn't, so, the, pl this isn't the platform where I'm going to post what I had for lunch today, right? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're posting your sandwich and on the front, it looks like the, the design of West Side Story, and you say, sat down to have lunch today and looked down at my rye, and do you see it? It's the design of West Side Store. You know, if you can relate it, absolutely. Sat down to have lunch today and I glanced up and who was sitting across the restaurant from me? Steven Spielberg. There you go. Okay. And then you you talk about what you do and how you, you know, didn't want to intrude, but, you know, all sorts of things, how you can turn that around into interesting content. But the thing about it is, is that, as I have said multiple times, it's about engagement. That is critical on social media. So let's talk about engagement for a moment. We've got the happy face, your little emoji, and then the obligatory thanks. Oh, or congrats. I love this one. Kissy, kissy. Then there's always great pick. And we can't forget thumbs up. 
This, unfortunately, is not engagement. These are emotions. It's lovely to take a moment to share an emotion, but it does you no value. And truthfully, it doesn't do any value for the person's post. It is a passive way. It's now you're in that room and instead of just standing in the corner, you just wave. Again, I'm not interested in talking to you. I'm just here checking it out. Engagement is actively commenting on posts in your feed. It's participating in the conversation. It's starting the conversation. And comments are like compounding interest. We all understand that in the world of finance. Compounding interest is every comment you get drives more interest. And on all of the social platforms, it extends your reach. So when I comment on your post, Bob, people in my network get notified that Benita commented on a post. People in your network get notified Benita commented on Bob's post. And it compounds. It spreads. You can do one post you, or you can do 15 posts and get no comments. And they are less valuable than doing one post that gets 15 comments. As opposed to Facebook, where, where you get to notice everybody, every time somebody likes something. Right. So, so it's, it's, it's the equivalent of the like. The like is very, you know, it's nice, but it, the, the, only, the only value it has quantitatively is if you get like 300 likes, then, then it looks like something happened. Right. I mean, and don't get me wrong, things like likes, the emotions, what they are, is you can go in and see, specifically on LinkedIn, who, who, who shared their emotion, and then you can either invite them to connect with you if you're not connected. You can go to their feed and see what they're engaging in and, and start a conversation with them if you haven't had a conversation with them in the past. These are, they're all different ways you can use them, but the reality is the comment on LinkedIn and on Facebook are the things that are going to drive, Twitter, all of it, it's going to drive your reach and your visibility. The more people who are seeing your stuff, the more people are becoming aware of you and what you do. Where Facebook, you can get tons and tons of comments. It doesn't always translate into conversations. LinkedIn, if you get a good number of comments, you have a higher opportunity to move them into the chat, into a conversation. And with LinkedIn specifically, LinkedIn has a 62% higher conversion rate of having somebody who has engaged with you on the platform to say yes to a conversation with you. And it gets back to that false sense of reality. People see your content in the feed. People are engaging with you. They feel like they know you. It's a non-intrusive way of, say, of, of responding and saying, sure, I'd love to have a chat with you. I've, I've tested it myself multiple times and consistently I see for every 10 people I reach out to via LinkedIn, six people say, sure, I'll have a conversation with you. So comments are active engagement. They initiate a conversation with your connection. They generate that compounding interest and they activate platform rhythms. And no, you can't just like a post. I'm sorry, you can't, stop it. Start commenting. I always this suspect. Is, I but honestly, I always suspected that I, 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 I rarely go to the trouble of liking something without making a comment. Yeah, and you know, it it really is 
easy and valuable. I mean, if you think about you, if you think about if you know somebody and they don't talk to you, you want, you know, you want to feel like you're in it, in it for real, having a conversation. Eric, text conversation or real vocal conversations. For me, I move everybody into a phone or a Zoom conversation because I want to talk. Firstly, I'm a, I, I like to see people. I like to see their reactions. And Zoom is now so much, so comfortable. Some people prefer to have a phone conversation, but I, I absolutely move people into real conversations. Randall, I have a LinkedIn page for my long career as a journalist and copywriter. Can I use that and shift the focus to theater or should I start a new page? No, no. Keep it at the same page. My, my recommendation is, especially when we think about your background, it has a natural transition. So you can create a story in your, on your page as to how you moved into theater. And, you know, we're going to, I'm gonna talk here really quickly. I'm, I'm trying to be conscious of the time. So let me, I'm just gonna give you some quick numbers about LinkedIn. And then we're gonna talk about some things on LinkedIn that, that are really important. And we'll answer some of this question to what you're saying, Randall, here. Let me, and then I'll read the, the I'll read Catherine's comment after that. But, you know, 86% of de- senior decision level maker, senior level decision makers, Decide if they even want to talk to you based on reading your LinkedIn profile. Every industry. That is a cumulative number. 86%. 55% of decision, decision makers use your LinkedIn to vet you or your organization. Oh, Catherine, One, wants, you, Catherine wants you to say something again. What, what is that, Catherine? 86%. 86% of senior level decision makers decide if they want to talk to you simply by going to your LinkedIn profile. If they get to your LinkedIn profile and you don't have a picture or you haven't filled out your profile, they will make a judgment. You, ha- you have, what is it, six seconds, eight seconds to make a first impression? They're making, they're taking that first impression right off your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> I, I've worked with people who I've updated their profile and within 24 hours, they've had people reaching out to them. They did, made no changes other than that. There so, is a slight there's a slight difference between building a business and building a theater following or even, even getting this to translate into ticket sales is tricky. Well, you know, LinkedIn in the theater industry, I would likely venture to say that it's really about building your personal brand first. And then how does that translate into the larger audiences? into ticket sales, into meeting the right people. I think you have to build your brand, which is what that content distribution is and what that is for people looking at your profile. There is there is a statistic that shows that you get 37 times more views on your profile if you have a complete profile. So there's all sorts of valuable reasons why to do and, you know, but as I said before, you know, LinkedIn drives more traffic to your website than link than Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram combined. LinkedIn alone drives more traffic than those three combined. So you really shouldn't overlook this. And you know, I thought this was a great data point when I think about theater is one in five investors say it's the best platform when you want to learn about a topic. If I am an investor in Productions, 
And you started nine months ago talking about an upcoming production and what you're doing and who you're working with and who you signed. You're already building a reputation and you don't go in cold when it's all ready to go. Other thing that's really interesting, I was I was watching the the chat when we were first on the call and, you know, I saw several I'm looking for. A, a woman X age, or I'm looking, we're looking for different people or services, right? And LinkedIn in November launched something called services pages, where you can list your service and look for services. It's, it doesn't cost anything right there on LinkedIn. Another way to extend your reach and opportunity there, you know, I, I continue to be impressed with LinkedIn because they continue to optimize the platform to really create a way for people to engage with each other, to network and find people of like mind and services to help each other. And and that's why, you know, it, it is a business platform, but it recognizes the human that human engagement is so critical in our everybody's success. L- Linda is asking something someone else asked asked earlier, but explain it a little bit more about the why. Should we pay, join pay for the next level up on LinkedIn professional? So when I'm working with my clients and I'm, I'm doing my teaching groups, I do not teach using the paid platform. In fact, I don't have the paid platform. The paid platform is great if you are searching for large groups of people, if you are on there for a a very sales-based purpose. But even at that, you don't need the paid platform to have success on LinkedIn. And I, as I said, I don't teach my group using the paid platform because most people don't want to pay for it. Is that helpful, uh, Linda? Great. Okay. So, I did a little other digging, which I thought was interesting to share with you specifically about LinkedIn here. So I did a just a really quick search. Right now, there are 109 theater producers listed on LinkedIn. 109,000. Yes, not 109. There are 1.2 million writers. Now, that's total writers. If we drill it down to screenwriters, there's 151,000. And 57,000 Playwright, playwriters, I think is how it came up when I was trying to figure out the right words for it. It's the, the right word is playwright, W-R-I-G-H-T. But <laughs> I wasn't sure. And I, uh, okay, I'm going to fix that next time. Uh, or I'll know if, if there's a next time. How do you stand out among this many, right? You wonder, how do you stand out? Well, that's why the most important parts of your LinkedIn, we're going to talk about how to stand out how to write your headline, this is so important, and we're gonna do a little work here. How to structure your about, so it tells your story while also conveying how you help your reader. And of course, how to increase your visibility immediately. How are we doing on time, Bob? (laughs) Technically two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, I don't talk that fast. Can can everybody like do a hand raise if you you want want her to to go into all of these, these, because these seem like really important things. I don't know how late everybody can stay, but so I'm seeing Randall, Elizabeth, Emma, Carolyn, Carol, Catherine, Arlene, Mary, Kate, (laughs) Donald, Larry, Linda, Liz, Janet, Eric, Tamara. (laughs) Okay, everybody wants you to keep going to do it. (laughs) Okay, I'm on it. So 
Let's talk about your LinkedIn profile. I, I mentioned a little bit of this earlier. You know, a complete profile generates 21 times more profile views and 36 times more messages. That means people are more comfortable speaking to you when they look at your profile and they see a whole thing done here. There are five key areas that you really want to make sure that you have completed when doing your LinkedIn profile. Now, let me just tell you, there are 18 sections on your profile. I always start at the bottom because it's the easiest. It's your, what language do you speak? What awards have you won? What volunteer work you do? Fill all that in. It's great stuff and it's really valuable. But if you do nothing else, this is what I want you to do. I want to make sure that you create a profile banner. This is your billboard. This is free advertising. This tells people what you do, how you do it, what you're trying to convey. Do not put your logo here as a standalone. You can put your logo in your banner, but this is about you. Give them a sense of who you are. The second is the headshot. Now, if there's anybody on this call who is in this industry who does not have their headshot on their profile, don't tell me because I will scold you. <laughs> you must have a headshot. I have, I have a question about that. Since I'm I'm posting as Theater Resources Unlimited, should I should I make myself the face of theater? Or no. I always I always use my logo. If you are posting as Theater Resources Unlimited, you are posting on their business page but share it on your personal page and your personal page should have your picture. Okay, my personal page does, but my, my yeah. business page And doesn't. in fact, everybody on this call should be sharing content from Theater Resources Unlimited and commenting and tagging each other to push all of everybody's content out. You've got a really rich group that can support each other here. The next thing, and I'm gonna, we're gonna do a little practice here about your headline. Please, your headline shouldn't just be your title. And I'm going to show you why. And then the last one is your, well, the next one is your about. We're going to tell your story and then your experience. This is not a resume. This is not your CV. This is a long form way of telling your, your career journey in story form. So to talk a little bit about, I said this, your, we're going to talk about your headline. It should never just be your title. And this is why. You look here, screenwriter at freelance writer, automotive sales marketing communications screenwriter, Hallmark Channel screenwriter, screenwriter. There's very few people here that are telling me anything that would make me stand out. When you do your headline, you want to talk about who you serve and how you help them. You have 120 characters. So if we flip over here to Brian, Brian is cultivating business relationships at the highest level in the insurance industry. And then we talk a little bit about what he does. If you're a screenwriter and you're looking to write in a certain category, you might create a headline that says, I'm trying to think here, so, so bear with me. Moving your story into a packed house, you know, or bringing the house lights up or down. I don't know what it is in the, in the language on your next great play. 
So, so Donald wants to know how about saying his story, which is, I was the president of a number of cosmetics companies, and now I am a playwright. So you were the president of a couple of couple of cosmetic companies. So what does that have to do with playwright? And oh, why so, would so my, I'm care? sorry, right above that was is the headline from the drama of the beauty business to the drama on stage. I was trying to make them curious. By the way, um, by the way, Donald, we have the same background. Do we? Yes, we do. <laughs> so, so Donald, you could use something like that. One of the things that I, I really try to encourage people is to make sure that when somebody reads that, they say, oh, that's me. I need that person. Yeah. So what you might do with that is if you did something like that, you I would recommend that you do something called a pipe. Mm -hmm. And that can be found on your keyboard. It's usually on the upper right hand side above the slash that goes this way. And then from there, maybe put playwright or stage director or, or those kind of things. So that in search, what will happen is it will read those keywords, these ones here, executive leader, mentor, and it will pull your profile, but it usually generates profiles that have more descriptive language at the front end to the top of the search. So when we said there were 57,000 playwrights, by creating your headline that tells who you help and what you do, it will bring it higher in the search and you will stand out among those other 57,000 names. Okay, good. Thank you. Anybody else have a question about that? Begin. I, Carol, I don't understand your question. I'm sorry. Gerund or participle? <laughs> I have to tell you, I don't know what a gerund is. Sure. Carol, do you want do you want to do you want to explain or no? Oh, I am. Uh, you know it, it, it. You can do it from a person, first person. I help. I empower. I create. Or you can do it as a gerund, as you've just taught me. I I tend to like to look at them as action, showing you know showing what you do and who you help. So for my headline, if I recall, because I do change it pretty frequently because I get bored, <laughs> but I, I think it might might be helping entrepreneurs and business owners build a digital presence without a team. I think that might be mine right now. I have one that is empowering entrepreneurs and small business owners with the tools to create digital visibility. So those are those are you know all different ways you can do that. The next part that I want to want to jump into really quickly: entertaining, energizing, perfect, Carol. So, so Benita, can can we can we wrap up in five minutes? Yep, I'm just gonna I'm gonna okay. jump really quickly into the about section. Okay. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. Okay. So your about section is the next most important thing on your profile. So your headline, then your about. Your about section should cover these five questions. This is who I work with, with this problem. This is what I do. This is the result I deliver. And this is how I do it. As simple as that. They don't necessarily have to go in this order. I always like to say, start with this is who I work with with this problem because then they people identify immediately. So it might be working with with young playwrights, learning to craft their their next great play, and then go on to talk about this is what you do when somebody works with you. 
or hires you. This is what they'll get. And go into how you do it. It's okay. No, you know, it, you can never give away too much information. And then I always like to put a few bullets of really tactical things on there. So your headline is who you help and how you help. Your about is this is who I work with, with this problem. This is what I do, the result I deliver, and this is how I help. Um, Randall wants to know whether it's okay for the about to, to, to echo his, his, his website or, or should it of be Of course different? it is. Yep. Yeah. You know, it will be written a little differently. So, I, I just want know, to say in response to Ben, how do you tailor your, pivot, your page if you're going through a career pivot? Basically, I think you, you, you want to you just bring out your, your basic qualities. The qualities that you brought to your previous jobs are the same qualities you're going to bring to the, to the, to the one that you're going into now. I'm, I'm taking my experience as a music director. I worked very well with people. I was creative. I was imaginative. I, I was always on top of the new technologies. And that's what I want to do now when I'm moving into construction work. Right. <laughs> There's always a, a, a link from the bottom, from where you started all the way up to the top. I usually work with people and I start with their oldest career, you know, the oldest job. And then I move to the present because you can start to see that there is a link. I worked with a financial advisor who started out as a mental health worker. And he's like, oh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense to have that in there. But it really does because money is highly emotional. And so his experience working in that space laddered up to what he was doing. So, you know, I could tell you all about myself and and the successes, but I always like to include a couple of quotes here from some people I've worked with. Jane actually is in New York. She was a producer for CBS for many years. She is reluctant to use LinkedIn. And then there's Jamie who works in a completely different different field. And she she's in the death care industry and she does pre-planning. And her goal for using LinkedIn was to create visibility so people would talk to her because people don't like to talk about death. So very different categories, both use the platform to, to grow their particular visibility online. So I do want to offer everyone a conversation with me today. If you decide to talk to me, I promise you, you're going to get a get clear on what you want to get from using social. We'll talk about that. And we're going to get clear on what your current challenges are that you're facing, even if you hate social media. We'll talk through it and we'll figure out a way for you to use it so it's effective for you. Then we'll create a plan to help you get started effectively increasing your social and digital visibility. It's been really good. I, I, I leave you with this thought. You need to cultivate visibility because attention is currency. If people don't know you exist, then they're not going to engage with you for your services. So I encourage you all to connect with me on LinkedIn and let's start increasing your visibility together. Thanks everybody for being with us. Thank you for Benita for sharing with us about LinkedIn and thank you everybody in the room for being with us today and reminding you that we do this as a, as a courtesy, as a, a, we just do it to help people, but we also need money. So if you want to donate to True, trudonate.com, we'd appreciate it. So that's it for today. Thank you, everyone. And we need to talk about something. We need to talk about something. We need to talk about something. We need to talk about anything at all. 
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 